a sure sign that the pandemic is over in Nashville. Over the weekend, a patron at Kit Rock's big-ass honky-tonk rock and roll steakhouse on Lower Broadway was arrested for A, pulling a knife, B, pulling a fire alarm, or C, pulling off his colostomy bag and swinging it full crap around the bar. It was a real shit show, and the story is coming up here in this episode. Cadillac Jack, I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. I don't know how to follow that up. My name's Don and I'm Caddy's wife. Do you like corn mazes? Like in general? That seems subjective. <laughs> in general, do I like corn mazes? I don't, Donna. Here's why. Well, you don't like to it's, walk. It's outdoors. Yeah. It you requires you to think. Well, I mean, well, you have why, to... why don't you answer the question for me? Okay, go ahead. No, seriously, go right ahead. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. So we were watching TV last night. Bugs. Exactly. I, I know all of this. It's not like I'm trying to answer for you. I know the answers. So we were watching TV last night, and there was a commercial for a corn maze. And both of us, at the same time, looked at each other and said, isn't it a little hot for a corn maze? Like It's spring. Corn mazes are... The first week of May. Yeah, those are, fall. those are fall things. Let me tell you one of my experiences at a corn maze. I used to love to take the girls to a corn maze, and Will... I don't think Will was on this one, but okay, so the girls were younger and they were in like, both of them were in like a Bible school type environment. So we go to this corn maze and in order to get out of the maze, you have to answer biblical questions. And I'm thinking, listen, I got this. I mean, I can put, you know, it's going to be Philippians, a couple of things. I can do this. John 3.16. I got it. And the girls are, you know, they're in, they're, they're in a Christian school. They, they've got this. We had to be rescued and I am not kidding we were in there for three and a half hours no water no food we're going the wrong way i started and then what happened was i started panicking like that movie if you're really old you remember it children of the corn and all i could see were stalks and stalks and stalks and we'd go down one way and then there were no questions and then we would go down another way i mean it was just it was insane what it became very frustrating very frustrating and so the girls were like just call someone on your phone well there was no cell service no cell service. So finally, we ran in. To, and I'm not kidding. Three hours later, we ran into this family. Like, I, had, I went over and used the bathroom in the corn maze. Like, not in a porta potty. No. Literally in the middle of the corn maze. Yes. I mean, number one, TD. But anyways, so. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. So I, we found this family, this like, just family. And we were like, can we follow you? And meanwhile, they had just started. So they were like. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know. So we followed them around for another 45 minutes. And, you know, they would get to the questions and I'd be like, it's, it's B. We've already answered this one. And so I think we were ruining their corn maze experience no. because I was just trying to get out of there. Like when you were rushing them. Mm -hmm. And they'd read the whole question. When, when, you know. Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mary. And I'd be like, the, the answer's B. Went to see the whale. Yeah. B. We've done this one. We got this one right. But then somewhere we took a wrong turn. Yeah. So from that point on, I was just like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not doing these corn mazes. Because I think the people that run them secretly want you to get lost in there. So they can like fly a drone over and go, mm-hmm. Here's another one. Yeah. But the question is, who does a corn maze in May? Not me. I've never heard of it. Not this gal. 
I never heard of it until we saw the commercial last night. Yeah. We are at the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network. We are 30 miles directly north of downtown Atlanta in beautiful Alpharetta, Georgia. And don't forget that you can say, hey, Alexa, play Cadillac Jack Podcast. And the most recent episode of the My Second Act Podcast is going to play for you wherever you may be. So Charlotte, our 15-year-old daughter, had just returned to school for three days, three full days after being contact traced and quarantined. Three full days back, and now for a third time, she has been contact traced and is back at the old Cadillac Ranch. Daddy Inn. Yep. During the day. The nurse called me on, on a, a Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm, to inform me of that. I was like, this is not happening. This is not happening. So I can scratch this week. Well, we have to wait two days to get her tested. So that whole routine starts again. Now I'm like, you know, at first I was like on the HIPAA train where we probably should not be outing these children. Right. But now I'm like, let's find this child and his parents. Don't we know that a majority of it is coming from the prom? Some of it. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. I threw out on the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page last night that we were having a production meeting for the podcast. And I said, hey, what conversations were you having over the weekend with your family and with your friends? Because we want to know so that we can incorporate, you know, make sure that we are, uh, we're on the, on we're the, on the pulse. We're yes, on the pulse. That's the people. where we are, Donna, right mm-hmm. here. Um, and so I want to cover just a couple of these, Donna, if you don't mind. Sure. Melanie Hale Bailey went to a concert. Josh Turner had a great time out in the world, people watching once again. Fantastic. Allison Warren went to um, her local Mexican place, sat on the patio, and for the first time since the pandemic began, wept, she writes on Facebook. Oh, I love Allie. Listening to her dude play James Taylor in The Grateful Dead. I love that. La Charlotte Bain found out someone came to my church and didn't like it that women are allowed to ask questions at the end of the service about announcements that were made. Then he proceeds to call the pastor and threaten... I should probably reread this one. Did you vet it? I didn't. Uh, police were called to the church. All right, uh, Charlotte. God bless you and the and the congregation, the flock there at the church. Let's go back to that. the 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 congregation didn't want the women to ask questions. Someone came to my church and didn't like it that women are allowed to ask questions at the end of the service about announcements that were made. Okay, well, he needs to find a new church. Threatened to kill all the women. Well, Lord, this is taking a dark turn. We're a small church, so we don't get visitors often. Police reports were made. I don't know any other details. I'll reach out to Charlotte and see if we can't get an update for the next episode. Make sure everybody's okay there. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Gibson, what's on my mind? The fact that parents push their kids so hard to succeed or succeed in the way that the parent considers success or successful. Then say, oh, going to a trade school is absolutely wonderful. But then what they really mean is going to a trade school is absolutely wonderful, but not my kid. We've had this conversation. Absolutely. Before. I've been having it a lot lately, too, because we're in graduation time and um, it's uh, there's a lot going on there. Melissa wrote or writes, my senior is going to a trade school and I'm super proud and excited for her. Also discussed how neighbors see more of what's going on at your house than they actually let on. They just keep quiet about it. Totally agree. You know, we went to a, uh, Olivia, our 17-year-old had, um, she's in the jazz band, and they normally do this big event. And so this year, they do it kind of in the courtyard. It's really pretty. It's called, I'm like, Music Under the Moon, and they play jazz music. It's great. And this year, they had to do it in the parking lot. And um, the big takeaway from the event from a couple of the kids was there's one kid who's in the band who's a great kid, love her, love the parents, who scored a perfect score on the ACT. 
but this is a lot of the talk. And, you know, Olivia said to me, I kind of thought I did well until I heard her number. And I think there's a lot of that going on right now. And I just, if you're a parent, I caution you to, bless you, to check in with your kids because there's a lot of pressure. And we found this out later from our oldest, um, Will, that, you know, when he had not made his mind up for where he was going to go to college, um, he went on a trip, a trip to Florida with some other kids and everyone, uh, they took a picture and everyone had brought their, you know, sweatshirts for the schools they were going to. And he didn't really have one because at the time he had not made his decision. And so small, insignificant things like that can be a huge deal, huge triggers in kids' lives because whatever your kids decide to do, trust me, they're going, because we, we just have, we've walked this path. I mean, I don't have much sage advice, but I do on this and they will be fine. They will be fine. And I guarantee you, if you try to put that peg that round peg in a square hole and you put them somewhere to make yourself feel better or to say that that's what they need to be doing, you're going to be picking them up at some point. Kelly Robertson met Pierce Brosnan over the weekend. Where? And sent me a photo. Uh, I've I've heard of this. I think it's a restaurant. S-E-R-E-N-B. Serenby. Okay, Serenby. Is that that here in Alpharetta? No, that's that's down near the airport. Okay. Uh, I met Pierce Brosnan at Serenby. Might be the hottest man I've ever met. Wow. Oh, and he was super nice, too. He's filming a movie with The Rock, and she posted a picture on the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. Oh, my gosh. He's that? he's very handsome. She looks fabulous. Uh, Melissa Cape, Pod Pete posted a milestones, which is, in Georgia, standardized testing for the, for the kids. I hate them. The kids hate them. Way too much pressure on these kids and teachers. Love you all, and always look forward to Tuesday and Thursday. We're seeing a theme here, you know? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Let me go back to... Some others, Donna, that may be it, but. Uh, I still have many people reaching out to me that are just horrified about the tooth story. They, okay. ca- they cannot right, get past it. We past that. I don't know that they all have. I yeah. have a lisp now because I did my uh, deep cleaning at home. I think lisps are cute, so I'm here for it. All right. Reach out and uh, let's keep in touch outside of Tuesday and Thursday episodes. Absolutely. Social media, the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at ATL Cadillac. There is an elderly couple. And I went to Nana, your mother and Mr. Al, her boyfriend, is when I read the story for the first time. There's an elderly couple that had had enough. They'd been in their assisted, lo- assisted living room, uh, assisted living apartment, their home, since the pandemic. And they decided to break out literally, to break out of the assisted living home. And this is how they did it. The husband managed to figure out the exact key combo to open the front doors at the assisted living home using his trained Morse code ear, Morse code, M-O-R-S-E. They hatched the plan together to walk out. They were unaccounted for for 30 minutes. So the husband and wife, the husband, Donna, hears a beep, 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 mm-hmm. what, you know, the four codes and then <gasps> the door unlocks and, and the staff comes and goes. So he's taking all this in. And writing it down and taking notes. Well, and and they, he was military and well, did Morse code. And, and so they he was both able to crack supposedly, the code. like they both supposedly suffered from early Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's and dementia. dementia. So, I mean, it's interesting how like the brain works that he was able to kind of conjure up his military experience and get this code out of this the facility was fined a thousand dollars by the state this is outside of nashville in tennessee 
Somebody found the husband and wife walking down the street a few blocks away. They were returned to the facility. We have some questions. First of all, God bless them. You know what I mean? Like, let them walk around before you bring them back. Just let them walk around. I mean, if they have cracked the code and gotten out, let them out for a while. Don't you agree? Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. I think that it becomes a, a liability issue. To have them just for, walking around? For the assisted living home, but also yeah, they could be injured. They could be, you know. Okay. All right. So here are some questions that we came up with as we enjoyed this story. Who talked who into leaving? Well, in this case, I think it was probably him because he cracked the code. There were many times when I've tried to talk you into things. You don't t- try to talk me into like you're cra- anything crazy because you know I won't go for it. I'd be like, that's that we're not doing that. And you need to not do that. But like me, if I try to talk you into something, you're like, I'm not doing that. For example. Let's go to Harris yeah, on a Friday. On a Friday, I'm not five. doing that. I used to always be like, we, you know, whatever. We'd be out after dinner. I'm like, let's pull over and park. You're like, we got a 5,000 square foot home. We're not doing that. We're going home. You're just very practical. How about that? Yeah. How about some things, but then others, I'm, it's I'm just weird. not at all. Yeah, it's very it's, it's either, strange. It's either all in or not. That's all. right. You think so? Yeah, I do. Should we spend some time on that? Donna? No, we should. This was the prelude, the prelude to your future retirement with your spouse. Okay, if you had a husband or, or wife, it could go either way, and they traveled quite a bit for work before the pandemic started, and then they were grounded. And so for the past year, you've had to literally learn to adjust to live with someone. And we have a few friends that are like this, where the husband, even like during the work week, lives in Dallas, Texas, or in yeah. Richmond, Virginia, and sure. then flies home on the weekends. So this past year, has, has been a one-year snapshot of, of potentially the next 20 years or more, depending on how long you're going to live and, and when you retire. But for, for many, this the, the pandemic was a way to... Test it out. Yeah. I don't know how this retirement thing is going to work. Well, or, I, yeah. wow, I cannot wait to spend every waking moment with the exact same person in my life. Mm-hmm. Which way are you leaning uh, a. Oh, good. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, I think, and I think the other thing too is I've heard a lot of people say that they like if they will, you know, and a lot of people when you're working so much and you're like, I'm just done. I, I just want to like you have a grand dream to like quit your job and just that's it. Open a topless taco stand. Exactly. Aruba. But I think like the pandemic sort of gave people a look at not working and not being as busy. And, and there are some good parts to it, but I think there's also some people who are like, I'm ready to go back to work. I need something in my life. Again, maybe not at the full boat you were before, but it kind of let people test drive retirement. And they're like, eh, I'm not quite ready for this yet. My mind needs to be active or whatever. But yeah, I mean, if you, you know, I think we did pretty well during the pandemic. And, I, and, there, and, and you, you kind of have to lean on each other during that time because it was a it, it was a stressful time and I think it was a stressful time for a lot of people so it either kind of brought you closer or it cracked you I don't think there was much in between but I can see us in the future breaking out of our place wherever we are do, 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 do. I asked you the other day do you think it's possible we could have two rooms and an adjoiner yes okay if we can afford it 
Yeah. How much Medicaid are you getting or Medicare? I'm about the same as you. So, well, so how much? Is that? I don't even know. I don't know. Let's don't. Can go. we afford the the? Yes, we'll be fine. Two apartments adjoined with. I a, think so. Yeah. A, a door in the middle. We're gonna be fine. A secret knock. Yeah. Fifteen new menu items every month at the Dinner Fair website. The May menu. Donna, you're excited about this. Oh, so excited. Uh, some of the menu items. Hang on. Asian pork tenderloin, which is a dinner fair favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Ravioli Bianca. That one looked amazing. Hickory apple smoked chicken with caramelized apples. Mm. These are chef created, chef inspired meals that come to you in packaging directly delivered to your, your home. Contactless delivery here in the Atlanta area, although dinner fair does ship nationwide too. Then you put them in your freezer, the 15 that you choose, or however many meals you choose, depending on the size of your family, number one, and, and how hungry they are, the number of servings that you would like. And then as days go by in your work week, when you're crazy, getting ready to wrap up school, you got big projects going on at work, you're juggling contact tracing with kids and meetings, you just pull one out. And uh, three, four easy steps, you got dinner on the table every night. Yeah, and one of the biggest complaints about meal prep services is that the meals get very boring. That they're just kind of something that you could do at home. It's chicken and like a broccoli or something. The dinner affair meals are so good. And they're going to give you ideas and kind of um, give you inspiration to to cook other things on your days off when you're not using dinner affair. We've talked about this before. We are, we've always been a dinner affair family. We were a dinner affair family before we started working with them on the podcast. Um, I have given dinner affair gift certificates for um, people who've had babies or who have moved there. It's a great way to do that. But the variety and the quality of the food is the main reason. You will never get bored. When you read through the menu and you're picking out um, your meals, you're going to run out of slots because you want one of everything. And it's so good. We're a sauce family. We love sauces. Dipping sauces, sauces of all kinds. Sesame pecan chicken with peach mustard dipping sauce. I have on occasion taken just the peach mustard dipping sauce and used it as a dessert, served it as a dessert because it's that good. Okay, that's weird. All right. $30 off your first order. Very generous offer from Ken and Stephanie Wright at Dinner Affair. Caddy is, uh, Caddy 2021 rather, is the promo code. Caddy 2021, C-A-D-D-Y, at dinneraffair.com. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. That's number one of the three small things that we have to ask of you. Number two, invite and encourage three people in your circle or at work to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode for some outtakes occasionally and notes from executive producer Carl Appen. And number three, we would not be here without the support of sponsors, and we're so grateful for Dinner Affair, Gallery Furniture in Gainesville, the Jackson Brewbaker Law Firm, and many, many, many more. Your hype song, Donna, on the way here today to record this episode. Very stormy day in Atlanta. It is. My hype song is Brian Kelly. You know him as BK from uh, Florida Georgia Line. And he just released a project. It's a four-song EP, and it's called um, The Beach Cowboy. And so that's the song that I'm picking is Beach Cowboy. And it is like, it's a vibe. I mean, it's like surf, California, Malibu, hippie trippy cowboy music. But it's so good. So, so, so good. I kind of was waiting for this project to come out because I was thinking, this is not going to be very good. I don't know why I thought that. I I thought the same thing. I just kind of did. Um, And I feel bad for thinking that way. Um, But there's a great song on there too called Sunday Service in the Sand. And it's really, really good. Um... He wrote it with a bunch of different writers, and um, it's just it's very different from Florida Georgia Line, and it's really good. So give it a, give it a whirl there, Beach Cowboy. How about you, Van Morrison? Into the Mystic. 
Love that one. We've got an uncorked concert series show this weekend. Another sold out show. And it's with uh, the Van Morrison Experience, which is a fantastic Van Morrison, uh, Van Morrison tribute band. So just like you, when you're anticipating a concert that's coming up, you know, a couple of days out or a week out, you automatically just go and purge on that artist's music to get you prepared. I, we've been told that the the lead singer in the Van Morrison experience actually sings Van Morrison better than Van Morrison does. Now, I don't know how that works, but well, yeah. we've been told that. Yeah. I know. I said, do you think people are coming, think they're coming to actually see Van Morrison? And you said no. I, did, I thought he was dead, to be okay. honest with you. Okay, all right. Well, well he's did. not, for heaven's sake. And he was in the headlines last week for something yes. political. I don't remember what it was. Well, yeah. But that kind of stuff does happen. We were on the phone with our partner last night, and uh, he booked a show uh, you know, before the pandemic, and it was John Hopkins of Zach, Zach Brown, Brown Band. Yeah. And so people automatically buy tickets, assuming what? They, Zach Brown? Zach Brown's going to be there. We had a few questions back in November when we launched the Uncorked concert series, when we booked Joanna Cotton, who is the... Uh, uh, I mean, Eric Church takes her on tour and has for nine years, and she sings on every record that, that that Eric's ever done, including his latest Heart and Soul, the triple album. Joanne is all over that and sounds fantastic. But we booked Joanna, and people assume, oh, my God, Eric Church is coming to the Uncork Con. No, 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 no. Eric Church is not coming. Right. No one ever said Eric Church. Not that we know. Not that we knew of. And, and he, in fact, did not show up. He did yeah. not. Yeah. We had a table ready just in case. Just in case. So we're going to add that one. Yeah, I love that one. Love Van Morrison. That's the only song I know by him. Does he have other hits? Uh, okay. Have you ever heard of a song called Brown Eyed Girl? I, is that him? Yes. Boy, call. Give me a, give me a, give me a brown, brown eyed girl. Is that it? it? No. I think that's Lone Star. Hit me with a little. Um, brown eyed girl. You're my brown, brown eyed, eyed girl. That, my brown eyed girl. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is going to be a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. To the party. To fulfill our music obligation to Apple, we're going to run through some country music hits here real quick, some things that have been happening in and around Nashville. We are classified as a news and entertainment podcast and a music podcast by Apple in their categories that they have. So we feel that we have to talk a little bit of music. Whichever category we chart the highest on, that's where we are. That's, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. The Billboard Music Awards are coming up on May 23rd. And while Morgan Wallen has six nominations, including one for um, Top Country Artist, which will like be the, the, the largest of them all, he will not be there because Dick Clark Productions, who produce the Billboard Music Awards, have announced that he's been barred from the BBMAs. Okay, explain this to me, though. He can win, right? Could he technically win? So he's still nominated. He's still nominated, so I guess, yes, he can win. Unlike the ACM Awards, the Academy of Country Music Awards, uh, back last month. They didn't allow him to be nominated. Right. They, they removed yeah. all of his nominations and refused to allow him to appear on the show. So I, I think, yes, Donna, you're right. The BBMAs, which are nothing, by the way, the Billboard Music Awards, uh, it's, here, here's what happens with the BBMAs. They're performance-based, all right, on the Billboard charts. They're not selected by a voting committee or any sort of union or membership organization, it's solely based on how you as an artist and your songs did on the Billboard chart. So if you really wanted to know who's going to win all these awards, you could go to billboard.com and look at the past calendar year, find out the window of eligibility, and do the math and figure out who's going to win. Because it's it's the, the numbers are there and have been for the past year. So there's not really anything they can do to keep him from being, because the numbers fall where the numbers fall. Right. So they can't keep him from being in the awards, but they can keep him from being at 
the awards. And if you recall, when he released Dangerous, the double album, it spent 10 weeks at number one. So I don't know how, at least, Morgan Wallen could not win Top Country Album. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the reaction to, to him winning. I don't know. I don't know how that's all going to go down. Morgan posted a photograph in the past week on his Instagram account with Eric Church. They're like two little golfers. Well, they were. that was a golf uh, golf course uh, where they were fishing. Yeah. They had on like pastel shorts. I bet they'd been golfing and took their rods. And just went down to the And, and decided to, ca- to the pond. cast a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But it started a conversation, this photograph, with with us anyway, about Eric Church and how during uh, Morgan Wallen's period where where he's been gone, Eric Church has kind of taken on a, a, a mentoring role. And we knew that about three, four weeks ago, they had a conversation. And Eric, from what I read, kind of came down on him pretty hard about the use of the N-word. Wondering now, though, if any artist could take Morgan Wallen on the road with them, on tour, without any sort of... Uh, Blowback. It would be Eric Church. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't... I, I mean, I, I said to you, I wonder if that's what's... I, I wonder if that's what's happening. I think they're just... They're friends. And I think that, you know, Morgan name checks Eric a lot in a lot of his songs. And he has always been a huge Eric Church fan. And he has said that he is kind of a mentor to him. Um, And I think most of country music is keeping him at a distance, you know, and not because they're afraid. They're afraid that if they are seen with him, then... It could cost them. It could cost them to be canceled. And I do think Eric is one of the few artists who's like, take a breath. I'm not endorsing it. You know, I'm, and he did come down. He said, I think there was an interview where he came down pretty hard on him. And I think, you know, he is one of the few people who can, could, I mean, because he didn't have, they didn't have to post the picture. They can just hang out together. But I think. You know, it's his it's his way, whether it's Morgan's or Eric's, of slowly trying to get him reinstated into the world, whatever that means. You know, no one knows where he's been. Someone was asking me the other day, do you think he's actually been in like a rehab facility? I said, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens at the BBMAs. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who's the first person to take him on tour if he goes on tour the tour can't be called anything like the redemption tour or the what no, no, you know. i think i think what it would be is there would be no press there'd be no announcement no. he would just pop in yeah pop and may, in. And maybe he gets to sing you know for 45 i mean it's not a full-blown show with pyro and everything he may just come out and sing three four songs and i reached out after our conversation donna to betsy richards betsy is a pot peep and a very dear friend of ours and the biggest eric church fan that I know. And I, I, I pitched this to her and I said, what do you think? She said, I will say that most church choir members and fans are so over the top about Eric that I think they just want to see Eric perform for three hours like he has the last two tours. It's what they are used to. And especially since it's been almost two years since we may have seen him. 
I don't think the issue would be Morgan Wallen himself, but more the issue of all the people want to see is the chief, Eric Church. Hardcore chief fans just want Eric. And as much as I love Morgan Wallen, if I'm being honest, I might be disappointed if he cut into the amount of concert time available. Eric Church just released 28 new songs, and we haven't seen or heard them live yet. That's true. I thought that was a great perspective. Yeah, it is Betsy. a great perspective. You know what? Listen, Eric Church fans are there to see Eric Church. You know, and Eric plays for remember the tour where he did two full blown yeah. sets. Maybe he just brings him on a couple of stops with him yeah, we'll and has see. him come out and sing with him. The with the Instagram post of of Morgan and Eric Church, uh, the uh, caption was "Hang a sign on the door of my life," and that was in reference to uh, an Eric Church song on Sinners Like Me called "Living Part of Life," which is uh, just a great fishing song. All right, Casey Musgraves half uh, has fulfilled a lifelong dream. Of working at a snow cone stand. Yes. She's always wanted to work at a snow cone stand. So uh, she posted on Instagram. Actually, she put out a um, she put out a message um, on Instagram saying, hey, are there any snow cone stands hiring right now? Um, and then Blue Monkey Shaved Ice, this Nashville food truck, hit her up and said, come on, come work an afternoon shift. So, you know. She didn't, I don't think she told people she was going to be there, but then she was there. And it was funny because they filmed a couple of people when they went up to the window and she opened it. And so she was doing like, you know, cause she does all like, you know, the rainbow and all of our stuff with, and so she was doing like rainbow, um, snow cones it was cute. All right. We love her. What would you think if you got up there and ordered your snow cone? In case I wouldn't know who she was. What? No, I wouldn't know Casey Musgraves if she hit me on Highway 9. Okay. Out of here. Uh, yes, you would. I would not. She'd have on like some crop top and like flare-legged pants. Four-inch heels. Yeah. And she's going to get out of her car and you're not going to be like. I wouldn't know. Okay. Luke Bryan and Dirk Bentley put on their biking shorts. I'm here for it. And rode bikes for 100 miles over the weekend. That's a lot of chafing. You know, I told you, why would you do this? Because, well, Luke's been riding a lot in Nashville and Dirks can do anything. He rides up in um, Colorado, but I find this fascinating because I said to you, like Dirk said, he was drafting behind Luke because he, he was afraid he wasn't going to be able to make it. And I'm like, of the two of them, you would almost think that Dirks would be better than Luke. Cause I can like Dirks is very like he, he hikes, he skis, he, he does all this stuff. Luke, I mean, he fishes and stuff, but he Luke likes he likes to drink his beer and stuff, you know. So I could see like whereas like Dirks was preparing for it, eating like training healthy bars, you know, and stuff. Like Luke's over there drinking like twelve natties, and he's like, "Oh heck, I got to do that bike ride today." He's like, "Lena, wear my shorts," you know. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's so funny. What a combo! This was at the. Uh... Natchez Trace Century Ride, which was held in uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi, over the weekend. They biked for four and a half hours. I can't imagine. Can you imagine? I can't imagine biking to the end of my driveway. <laughs> and it's Much a it's downhill. A tra- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do anything. Just put your feet on the pedals. It's crazy. Proof that the pandemic is over on Lower Broadway in Nashville. There was a man arrested over the weekend at Kid Rock's bar. He removed his colostomy bag. Okay. Why are we going over this? Which story? was full. Okay. And he began to sling it around 
as he was line dancing, and shit flew everywhere. Okay. So much so that a Nashville police officer who was working uh, as a side job, security, had to go home and change his uniform. Okay, this is gross. He was arrested. Well, I would hope so. Can you imagine being in there and dancing around in a man? No. But, I mean, on Lower Broadway, you see it all. He's just in there stirring up shit. Okay, please stop I got that. I got a whole list of them. Please stop. Flinging literal poo around at others who were dancing near Kid Rock's place. His clientele. All right, Jana Kramer update. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, we told you about Jana Kramer and her husband, Mike. Um, and they were divorcing, and Jana posted a thing on Instagram. So. What? Well, you don't have a file for the story? Uh, hmm? uh, what do you mean? Do you have it? I do. Okay. Well, what do you, what's your issue? I don't. I, well, anyway, so she posted this thing. I, <laughs> go ahead. I think if you're going through something, she posted something that's pretty good. All right, ready? She says, get ready. You will, I've heard it. I'm you ready. will break her, but she will grow back stronger. You will dim her light, but she will shine more brightly in the dark. You will lower her expectations, but she will raise her standards. You will cause her to hate, but she will find relief, release, and beauty in the breakdown. You will make her question her sanity, but she will learn to trust her own intuition better than before. You will crush her ideas of love, but she will never settle again. And then she closed it out. You will burn her world to the ground, but she will pour her heart into becoming the best person she can be. And this time, it won't be for you. It will be for her. That's good stuff. Good stuff. I think she's turning the corner. Sometimes when you're, she just filed for divorce. I know, but it's like they've gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I think sometimes if you're listening to this pod and you're going through something and you know you don't be, need to be in that situation, it's just taking that first step, and it feels so scary. But then once you step out, you're like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be able to do this. So, there you go. He's been completely silent. We don't know what's going on. Well, of course he has. Yeah. Well, what can he say? But she alleges that he stepped out again. He has a sexual. Uh, Addiction. Yep. All right. I got a text as we've been sitting here from Donna Rogers at Gallery Furniture. I'm afraid to open it. Uh-oh. But uh, I will. Uh, Tara and Brian from Lawrenceville are pod peeps to this episode, and they sent me a photograph on the photograph. Who says that? A photograph. He was driving an automobile uh, to the podcast text and voicemail line. Hey, Caddy, just got home with our load from Gallery Furniture. We went in for a wooden bed frame. And came home with a bed frame, two box springs, and two nightstands. Marilyn and Donna were great. We're definitely going to go back to buy our couch. And they actually sent a photograph of their hall in the back of Brian's very nice truck. Truck. That's a that's a good looking truck, Brian from Lawrenceville. Absolutely. And they went up there just to get a couple of things, and sure enough, ran into Marilyn and Donna and loaded up some more things so um, that's how it happens you know you go up there looking for one thing and now that's not always going to happen to you you can you can stay on budget you can stay on budget but they definitely um, went up there and took advantage of the great pricing and also I have been telling you that um, they have a ton of patio furniture in so if you are looking to get your outside ready which everyone is right now don't don't worry about like rinsing off all that pollen just just throw that away and start over you know sometimes it's just easier to start over so um, make sure you do that if you go up and see them. They've got some great sunbrella cushions. Those sunbrellas, 
it is so that that material is so great if you have it outside because it doesn't mold it doesn't mildew the rain just kind of washes right off of it the text that donna rogers sent me is about tara and brian love that she writes uh, donna from from gallery says uh they came in saturday shopped everywhere and then decided to come here because they have heard uh you and donna talking about us on the podcast they met you last year at the car show uh they bought an awesome solid wood bed did y'all have a great time saturday night donna writes what did we do Saturday night? I don't know. But we were at Music Under the Moon. Yeah. And a, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, Taryn Bryan from Lawrenceville. Yeah. And if you're listening, be, you know, Taryn Bryan are a perfect example. They've shopped everywhere else and then they decided to, to go to gallery. I would recommend you go to gallery first before you shop everywhere else. Save you, your gas. You Save your have, time. You don't have to go around everywhere else. Shop now, pay later, take it home today, just like that Taryn Bryan in Lawrenceville did. Galleryfurniture.com, 1600 Browns per drug. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, 1600 Browns per drove Gainesville is askforthewolfman.com. Askforthewolfman.com. This week, we salute teachers. I grew up in a family of uh, educators, both of my grandmothers, maternal and paternal. Uh, my mother, Grammy, my entire life was a public school teacher. And I don't know that there are any more influential people in your life outside of your immediate family, maybe, than their. Uh, than the, the, the influence you get from the teachers that are in your life. So National Teacher Appreciation Week is this week. Take a moment to, uh, we were talking about the kids' teachers. Yeah, I think time. it's a great time to reach out or like on social media, tag a teacher and tell a story, you know, for, for something that they've done. I think about it and, you know, I think about like with all three of ours, and obviously teachers are, are important to us because your mom, you know, that that's a legacy that even our kids know that your mother was a teacher and how important that is. And education is so important um, to her and her kids. But, you know, I think about Will when we first got custody of him. Um, if you're new to the podcast, Will is my stepson, but we, um, Will came to live with us when he was in first grade. And it was a trying time. He was a little boy. And I just remember all of the teachers who you know, worked at our local school, Summit Hill Elementary, who took him under his wing and kind of took us under their wing because we were two people. We we hadn't had a baby and, you know, we're looking into schools and where were we going to send him? It just happened. And we immediately had to enroll him in elementary school. And they were so kind and and really helped him. And I think about Charlotte, um, you know, when we were doing intros for the podcast, we had her teacher, Amy Faulkner, do an intro. And um, Charlotte went to a new school. And she was kind of a fish out of water because she was going to a Catholic school and she wasn't Catholic. And her teacher at the time, Amy Faulkner, was not Catholic and is not Catholic, but helped her, you know, and said to Charlotte and to me, we're going to learn together and get through this. And, and they did. And she's just such an amazing teacher. And Olivia had a teacher, Miss um, McDonald, who really um, sparked her interest in reading and writing at a time when I think it was kind of dipping um, she really kind of sparked that interest in Olivia and just had such a great belief in Olivia and even came to watch her play at a softball game. Makes me tear up to think about it because those are the kind of teachers. And if you're listening and you're one of those teachers, never think that those small acts don't impact kids and families. You know, I'll never forget Olivia looking up and seeing Miss McDonald and like, I cannot believe she came to see me play. And she was like, well, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And she was moving from field to field to see, you know, different kids that she While taught. While I'm here, I'm going to hit the quad and see everybody that I can. Fabulous. Fabulous. Because when we've talked about this before. When you see your teacher outside of the school environment, 
it, it's just amazing for these kids. I think it had a whole lot more punch though when we were younger. You know, now yes. it's not so. It's because not because you so see uncommon. them on. You, you sometimes you see them on social media and places. <laughs> yeah. But back when I was growing up, if you saw a teacher oh. outside. I mean, even after hours, like at the, at the school, grocery store, like at the PTA Thanksgiving oh, ham dinner, yes. if your teacher showed up for that, it was a big deal. Yes. But imagine seeing them at the liquor store or something. You know, my mama used to make me drive. Uh, or, <laughs> let me start over. My mama would drive three counties away to go get her vodka because she did not want to run into. But I understand any of that. Her parents, student, you know, parents at the at the, at the ABC store. I understand that. We I had a teacher in middle school, and I cannot remember her name. But we went on a field trip, all of us, the whole like sixth grade class. And there wasn't enough room on the bus to come back. So like six of us girls got to ride with her back to the school. Like in her car. Yes. And she was a young teacher. And she had gone to the Hook'em Horns. I guess it's UT um, in Texas or whatever. Anyway, Longhorns. And so she, like we got in her car and she had like a Mustang type car. And she had like an air freshener hanging from the you know window and it was like and she had like these stickers from her college on it and she let us listen to the kind of like music we wanted to listen to and we were like this is the coolest thing ever and I remember looking around her car and she had like her gym bag and stuff and it was like she works out like you know what I mean like it was the same thing because now it does seem crazy to say this but when we were growing up your teacher was your teacher and that's it you knew nothing about them really I mean you might know that they had kids but she didn't know a lot about their social life. And it was like, wow. Didn't know that they had like Def Leppard on cassette tape. Seriously. And cranked it up every yes. day driving into the teacher's parking lot. Yeah, that's what we were, like. We were listening to Pour Some Sugar on Me. We were like, yeah. We thought we were so cool. I was blessed to have a lot of influential teachers in my life. But when I was a freshman in high school, and you've met Kim Bullock several times, Mrs. Bullock was, I had her for one class. So it was a one class in four years. I think it was English my freshman year. So as a, a teacher, I was around her, not not a whole lot, but as a student council advisor, I was around her for three years. And Kim, Mrs. Bullock, had just graduated from uh, Appalachian State, I think, and she so was she was young. She was a young young teacher, um, and and so you were attracted to that because it was cool to have a young teacher. And Mrs. Bullock would turn some heads back in the day. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she still does. Well, okay, I mean, come on. Now. I, I, yes. I know we have a lot of listeners up in, in, in North Carolina and a lot of people that I went to high school and college with. Yeah. Ms. Bullock, Bo- she had a hit. chest. Okay, we're not talking about Kim Bullock's chest. But she wouldn't, she's laughing right now if she's listening to this because she knows it's the truth. People would sign up for her English classes just so you could see her chest okay. during the day. So I had her for freshman English. And then I was, uh, I don't know how this happened, but student council treasurer. <laughs> you were the treasurer? Wow. I was for three years. How'd that go? (laughs) Mrs. Bullock was a student council advisor. And so during her planning period, all the officers, I think there were five of us, we would go to her classroom for a student council period and do absolutely nothing. Laura Scher and I, Hmm. Laura was something. She was an officer for like two years. We were friends, which did turn into friends with benefits. It really messed it up at some point. But uh, I was a sophomore and she was a senior. And we would tell Mrs. Bullock that we were going to go out into the student parking lot and look for permits. And write tickets. Did, but, did y'all have that ability to write tickets? Was that well, your jurisdiction? or? Well, yeah, it would have been the parking lot because you had to have a parking permit in order to drive your car mm-hmm. to school. And the student council made all of that. That was a revenue stream for the student council. Mm-hmm. So we never went and, and looked. What we would do is get in the back of Laura. Well, 
Okay, let's stop. Just stop. Let's just stop. These stories just go. She had a black dark. Ford EXP. Remember those? I had an EXP. Yeah, so I had a long. white. Did EXP. you ever get the back of yours? Not you, a whole lot it's of room a two seater. I know. It's my point exactly. Where, where are you going? Into the uh-huh. hatch? Uh-huh. Everywhere in between. Okay, stop. Huh? But we would we would hang out in the parking lot, and then we would drive off to Shell's Barbecue, which was about three miles away, and get us a cherry lemon vanilla sundrop, and then drive back to campus. My the point of the story. What is it? You've taken my teacher appreciation story and gone dark, but go ahead. Is Mrs. Bowler had no idea that we even left campus. So senior year, was there any money to count? Does the treasurer, <laughs> were you in the negatives? I, t- I mean, I, I was due a commission. Commission? Yeah, a percentage of, 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 of parking permit sales. Okay. I thought it was. Anyway. Well, anyway, let's wrap this, this, this wonderful homie segment up with. Uh, I wanted to thank Kim Bullock. Yes. Because we still remain in contact. She and her husband, Mark, still live outside of Hickory, North Carolina. Wonderful. And she was super influential in my life. I love that. As a teacher. National Teacher Week. What else you got? That's it. I just, I, I so appreciate all of the teachers. And I think it's been a tough year for them. It's been a tough year for students. It's been a tough year for everyone. But I think, you know, everybody likes to point the finger at what the teachers are doing wrong and what they can be doing better. And blah, 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 blah. they're doing the best they can do. They've got their own families. They're trying to keep alive. So our, thank you. Our thanks to executive producer Carl App and new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. Oh,